Hi, and thank you so much for listening to Sincerely Someone Else. My name is Kate Mercer, and I read other people's mail. My hope is to have a new set of letters each season, so if you happen to have a great story in letters, contact me at sincerelysomeoneelse at gmail.com. This season's letters are from Dolores Mayer to her husband David in the spring of 1945. David is a sergeant in the Army stationed at Fort Meade in Maryland, and Dolores is living with relatives on a farm in Michigan while waiting for David to send for her. April 28, 1945. My darling husband. Here, I thought the war with Germany was over tonight, and I stayed up till 1 o'clock waiting for an official confirmation, just hoping that maybe Truman was bluffing when he said he never heard any such thing. Pa and Bill had a drink of Southern Comfort to celebrate, and then we heard it wasn't true. Oh, my darling, if only this horrible war would really end. I miss you so very much. I just don't function right without you. I'm so terribly lonely. It would be so wonderful having you come home every night and knowing you would never have to leave us again. Dale misses you so much, darling, that I can't do a thing with her. She cried until almost 12.30 a.m. Well, we're back on the farm again. We arrived here at 1.30 p.m. We had a nice trip with nothing happening. The car worked good. We rested twice and stopped also for breakfast and dinner. Sweetheart, we only used 16 gallons of gas. Not quite, but almost 16, and only four quarts of oil. Pretty good, huh? Pa wouldn't accept back what you told me to give him. Said we might need it for Maryland. Boy, was he tickled about the cigarettes and Southern Comfort. He was just like a kid. He was so joyous. Mary Jean was here today, and he told her he'd break her neck if he caught her in them. I haven't unpacked anything yet, and hopes we might be able to join you. Just brought in Dale's suitcase and our suitcase. Ma said I got angry with you for giving her a box of Kleenex when we were home for three days, and that's why you got all the Kleenex. She doesn't appreciate how hard it was for you to get them and that you got them because you love me so very much and know it would please me. I know she's just kidding to make me feel better. After we ate, I went to Port Heron with Mary Jean. She had been having trouble with the store she bought the game for David's birthday from. The owner didn't put it away when he said he was going to, and it was still on display and all banged up, and they didn't have another one to give her for her money. I wasn't tired, dear. I just couldn't seem to sleep. This parting has hit me terribly hard, and I feel like a person in a trance. You mean so much to me that if we're apart for very long this time, I'm going to die bit by bit. I need you so very, very much. You are such a wonderful husband and daddy. If you don't believe it, just ask Dale and I. We know, for we love you with all our heart. When we got to Port Heron, we went right to the store and really gave them an argument. They said they still hadn't received any new ones and didn't know when they would get one in. The manager called a store of theirs in Detroit and they didn't have any. Mary Jean wanted it so bad she finally settled for the floor display with a discount. For the discount, she bought what they call a cradle gym for Dale, which you can hook on her crib, buggy, or playpen. It looks like this. Dolores goes on to sketch the cradle gym. It's a wooden bar held up by springs and straps. From the wooden bar hangs celluloid red rings and colored wooden balls. Get the idea, sweetheart? I saw a swing and a playpen and a high chair that we liked a long time ago, all upholstered that I would really like to get if it's okay by you. Even though you're not here, my precious husband, I want to consult you on everything we buy our daughter. Your judgment is so much better than mine. After we got the toys, we went and got Ma some sewing needles for her machine and candy for the two boys in little glass jeeps. Then we came home. 
Pa brought Bill home with him from work, and we all had supper and spent the evening in great excitement and radio listening, all hoping the war was over. I love you very, very much, dear, and hope you'll soon be home to stay. Dale sends all her love and lots of hugs and kisses to you, along with my love and kisses. Good night, my darling. I love you. I love you. I love you. Your devoted wife forever, Dolores. Drip. P.S. Dale is four months old today. She sure is growing, huh? P.P.S. I hate you. April 29th, 1945. My wonderful husband. It was so good hearing your voice again, but it was so sad that it made me sad, my dear. It sounded as if you were lost and just called to hear my voice because the things I said to you didn't seem to register. Darling, you must keep your faith. I know it looks bad, but we've been in darker situations before and come out all right. I love you so very much that knowing you're sad is breaking my heart. Oh, dearest, if I could only do something to help you. We were just eating breakfast when you called. Everyone was making their own because Pa was angry with Ma because she forgot to tell Bill to buy coffee cakes. Bill was peeved because Ma said she told him to get them and he said she didn't. Ma was angry with Mary Jean because she was hollering at the kids and Mary Jean was angry with Ma because she woke her up before she wanted to get up. Everybody was angry with everybody but Dale and I. I told them I was going on to Maryland because the first morning I'm back everyone gets their own breakfast. You should have seen the array of breakfast. Everyone had something different. I was making myself some toast when the phone rang. I was so excited when the operator said it was a call from Maryland that I asked Ma to butter the toast instead of taking it out of the toaster and both pieces burnt up. It made so much smoke we thought the house was on fire. See how excited you make me? I love you so very much, David. I sure wish you were here. I'd like to give you a big hug and kiss and hold you in my arms again. It's terribly lonely without you. About 12 o'clock, Aunt Martha and Uncle Frank came over. And then about 2 o'clock, some friend of Pa's came over too. That undertaker he was telling us about that had the microphones hidden in his funeral home. He wanted to buy two chickens from Pa. They all stayed for dinner. We spent the afternoon talking, and I spent the evening listening to the radio, still hoping for Germany to give up. Dale misses you something awful, my darling. She cried again tonight until after 12 o'clock. Every time your father or Bill or Uncle Frank would talk to her, she would look at them and listen and listen and then start crying. She seems so hurt because she can't find you. Uncle Frank and Aunt Martha just rave and rave about Dale. They sure think she's tops. Sweetheart, guess what? Dale weighs 16 pounds. Pretty good, huh? David, dear, this parting has been so hard for me to take this time. I miss you so very much. I long to hear your voice again and feel your arms around me. I'm so terribly lonely when I go to bed because there's no one to talk to or snuggle up to. You mean so much to me, dearest, that I'll go crazy if I don't get to see you soon. My whole world has come tumbling down. Days are just days anymore and such long, endless days. I'm hoping and praying with all of my heart that we won't be away from each other too long. Good night, my darling, and may God take good care of you. Your devoted wife forever, Dolores. Drip. P.S. Dale says to tell you she loves you very much, too. P.P.S. I hate you. I love you, I love you, I love you.